Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blast of a day today, and hope you're enjoying everything and staying strong and staying healthy, as always. And, of course, if y'all need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, with the product of the week on sale is the B-Complex, and tomorrow guys got to vote for what you want to see when looks like the vitamin c with antioxidants is pulling pretty strong so be sure to check that out and vote for it at healthmasters.com now i wanted to bring up a couple different topics this morning and i also want to dig into them and kind of help everyone think outside the box for a second here and then i want to kind of throw it to dad and get his take on this as well obviously everybody this morning has been talking about what's been going on with the the supreme court and the roe versus wade and discussing whether or not this is actually going to get overturned from this leak that basically came out from the Supreme Court that Politico released that kind of is very oddly timed. I'm going to tell you guys why I hear in a second why I think this is very strange. They're saying this leaked initial draft suggests the U.S. Supreme Court may overturn Roe versus Wade decision. They have not been able to confirm the draft independently. So as of right now, we don't really know where this is going, but of course it is thrown waves across the entire world in the United States, I say the entire United States, when it comes to the liberal leftist agenda, as they're already coming unhinged and irate, and I mean making all kinds of accusations, threats, bizarre things have already happened, even though nothing's actually happened yet. It's simply a leak nobody's really been able to confirm. So before you get into all that, I want everybody to realize what's going on behind the scenes right now, what I kind of think is happening. So I don't think this was a accidental, coincidental leak of what's happening right now. The algorithms show on these platforms that there's certain topics that are very huge hot buttons. One of those has been vaccines. As you guys know, it's been a very big topic. Another one of those is a huge topic is abortions. That's a very big hot topic. A lot of people are very passionate about it on both sides and in the middle from libertarians. A lot of people have a very strong opinion about abortions. This is a very perfect time to let loose with a topic that is going to get mainstream news coverage 24-7, 365 in order to cover up what they just started doing last week and what they're working and attempting to do. As you guys heard me talk about on the Hagman Show last Friday, I discussed in detail of what we're seeing now with this disinformation governance board. The Department of Homeland Security announced this new unit will be related to misinformation related to homeland security and irregular lies with Russia. Now, that in and of itself is absolutely insanity. The very fact that DHS thinks they can take it upon themselves to branch off a new unit called the Disinformation Governance Board to tell people what they can and can't say and what they can and can't read and what they can and can't think. That in and of itself is already outrageous, and it has gotten attention from a lot of conservatives and liberals have both said this is not okay. Free speech or the First Amendment is free speech. You don't have the right to come in and start telling people what they can and can't say and can and can't think. Now, to take it a step further that's gotten people very, very irritated and very vocal about this topic is this Nina Janikovich, this unbelievably moronic, hard-left individual who's got videos of her on YouTube singing about dead Harry Potter songs and about peep shows in bathrooms and all types of weird lunacy. This girl is a TikTok clown. 
She has no legitimate backing to even be in a, in a head of a unit like this, much less this unit shouldn't even exist. Then I saw a interview with her from 2020 where she said blatantly, point blank, her opinion is that Trump and the executive branch should never have the power to determine what is fake news, and it should basically be left up to the people. Then she does an interview last week and says she's working directly with the executive branch to set up the disinformation governance board to determine what is fake news. This has gotten a lot of people's attention because this is literally a identical representation of George Orwell's Ministry of Truth, where you have the government coming in and saying, you are not allowed to say this. This is banned speech. This is what happened in Germany, especially after World War II. Not allowed to talk about that. It's verboten. You can't talk about it. It's illegal to speak these things. That is what this is setting up. This is a huge, huge, horrific unit if this actually goes into place. Now, here's the thing. This whole topic kind of got completely scrubbed today. It got brought up the end of last week, got enormously negative algorithms from pretty much everybody, and now all of a sudden it doesn't even exist. Nobody's even talking about it. And then to take it a step further, we just saw that Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff were in Kiev yesterday over in Ukraine, and now – the details have been leaked on the State Department's $33 billion supplemental budget allocation has been released that they want to let loose. And the spending request is online. You can look at the, congr- the congressional passage. The PDF's on there. I'll post it on the website. It amounts to a massive amount of money for various foreign pol- policy initiatives under the guise of Ukraine relief, and it's not. It's not at all Ukraine relief. It has absolutely nothing to do with actually supporting Ukraine. And secondly, why in the world are we giving money to Ukraine in the first place? They're not our problem. They're not even NATO. Well, one part about it is $8.8 billion of the Department of State Economic Support Fund out of this bill goes to the Ukraine and other affected countries, says right here on page 41, as well as budgetary support, cybersecurity, and counter disinformation. Yes, counter disinformation. Exactly what we just saw now with the same topic I just brought up with the disinformation governance board. They are doing this to set up a global disinformation campaign that they can say we're doing this as counter disinformation. Because you got to remember what they tell you is usually a complete and total bold faced lie. You got to invert what they tell you to figure out what they're telling you they're going to do. Now, on top of this, Almost a billion dollars is going into subsidized farming in Europe to fund the climate change initiatives, including small and medium agribusiness and support for natural gas purchases by the Ukrainian state company from other countries. So now we're going to be buying gas from other countries to give to Ukraine. Now, that's just part of it. It gets much, much worse here. The request also authorizes Ukraine to utilize foreign military financing programs to the U.S. State Department to contract directly with U.S. military contractors to procure defense-related materials, which would facilitate the delivery of military assistance and seek security sector support with U.S. military aid. This is blatantly saying in a nutshell, if you didn't pick this up, they are now going to give Ukraine access to all U.S. military defense contractors. Ukraine can now buy whatever they want from U.S. military contractors, and the United States is going to subsidize the entire bill. Meaning if Ukraine says, hey, guys, we need 20 F-22s, 
We need we need 20 of them. We need F-22 fighter jets. They're going to contact Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin's going to build them F-22 fighter jets, and you're looking at the people that are going to pay for them. All, everybody raise your hand. <laughs> United States taxpayer. We're going to pay for Ukraine now to siphon off U.S. defense budgets. The reason why they did this is because the war dogs – that run the defense departments in the United States did not want to allow this to go to waste, and they want to make sure they get their billions on the backside. And in this bill that they're passing for the $33 billion slush fund for Ukraine, the best part about it is they are now going to allow themselves to legalize piracy. The United States is now saying that it's legal for them to turn into pirates. They have a following section. It's a six legislative proposals to improve the United States' ability to hold Russia accountable financially for Ukraine. They are going to establish a streamlined administrative authority to seize and forfeit any assets, enable transfer to Ukraine the proceeds from any assets or U.S. agencies, clamping down on all sanction evasions, leveraging foreign partners' ability to freeze and seize any Russian wealth, modernized racketeering to include sanction evasion, and expanding the time limit to follow the oligarch money. These proposals would strengthen the whole government approach as long as all international partners in investigating, prosecuting, and forfeiting assets of any Russian oligarchs to be used for the benefit of Ukraine and any U.S. State Department. It is an international version of the DOJ civil asset forfeitures, what this is. It's say, they're saying that they can take ownership of anything they want, sell the assets to anyone they want, and take the proceeds and distribute them to anyone they want. Example, they confiscate one of these $200 million mega yachts. They sell it to BlackRock and Vanguard for $50,000. They give the $50,000 to the Lazinski, and they have BlackRock or Vanguard deposit $2 million or $10 million or $50 million into basically Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or anybody they want or DNC bank account or anything they want. It's a total, complete and total crap show. Excuse my vernacular on that, where they're now saying that we can be pirates, legal pirates, and we're going to steal anything we want across the board, and it's totally legal because, well, we said it's legal. That's why it's legal. This nobody is talking about. The disinformation campaign board from DHS, nobody is talking about. Everything now is talking about the Supreme Court leak from Politico, which we're not even 100% sure where they're going with this right now, and now – Nobody wants to talk about what just happened with this $33 billion bill with essentially building a global counter-disinformation team along with allowing themselves to fund themselves their own money through military contractors and seize essentially anything they want. Could you imagine for a second here if Russia came out and they said, by the way, we know that United States and Canada are in a conflict. This is hypothetical. And, you know, we support Canada. We don't like the United States. We support Canada. And because it's none of our business what Canada and the United States do in their conflict, we're going to get involved now, and we're going to start arming Canada with Russian weapons. And on top of that, we're now going to make it illegal that Russia can start stealing anything they want from United States oligarchs. So if Elon Musk has property over here, we're stealing all of his stuff. If Bill Gates has a yacht over in Europe, we're stealing that too. Oh, if Jeff Bezos has his mega 500-foot yacht – over here in Europe, well, we're going to steal that too. We're just going to steal anything we want from anybody we want in the United States because, well, we're Russian. We do whatever we want, and then we're going to take the money, and we'll give some of the proceeds to Canada, and we'll do what we want with it. Could you imagine if they actually came out and were that bold about something like that? Yeah. That's what they're doing right now in the United States, and yet 
only thing people want to talk about is what they're told to talk about. Is this thing with Supreme Court going to be huge? Can it be big? Absolutely. But remember, they always release something super controversial that really makes no difference at all. Because what they're going to do with this Roe versus Wade, I'm pretty much telling you, all they're simply going to do is hand it back to the states. So if California still says, oh, you can have full-term abortions, you can go to California and have a full-term abortion, just like in New York. It should have never gone away from the states in the first place. This isn't going to outlaw abortion. All it's going to do is be a giant distraction to keep people talking about something else now that they're passionate about on either side while completely ignoring the fact that we are literally building a global counter disinformation team and funneling money and stealing money from anyone we want. At the same time now, the United States is crumbling with infrastructure, crumbling from an economic standpoint. The Federal Reserve has completely ruined this country over the last hundred years, and yet we're giving – Ukraine another $33 billion. Well, because, you know, you got to stand in solidarity with Ukraine because it's, it's, it's the current thing to support. Again, remember what Ukraine's been involved in the last 20 years and all the corruption out of that country. I'm not picking on Ukrainian people. I'm sure there are a lot of good people over there. But it is not what we're being told at all. That's why you have to think outside the box and look behind the curtain on what they're actually doing right now. What do you think, Dad? Well, it's just it's just more food for the masses to, to talk about the churn over. You know, this, this thing with Roe v. Wade happened back in '73 when I basically graduated from high school, and it was all they talked about for a year. You know, this thing was coming to the Supreme Court. It was it was it was horrible. It just filled the airways, and it's been talked about now for the past 50 years. I guess it's lost some of its steam, or they're going to give it back over to the states. It's not going to change anything. If a person still wants an abortion, if you live in a state that's illegal and there's one right beside you, you just drive across the border and get it done. You know, this human sacrifice to abortion is not going to change. They're going to quit doing that. What they want to do is use it now as obfuscation because, number one, there's no guarantee they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. This is the, like a brief they put out that was leaked. They could change it before it gets released. You know, that's just, But, again, they want to fill the news stories up with this right now. You know, John Roberts, he wants Roe v. Wade. I mean, he's a big turncoat because, remember, there's a picture of him supposedly on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Uh, you, you, we know that, you know, most a lot of people think that he's gay and he's got this really alternative lifestyle. He's completely compromised, which doesn't surprise anybody. And so we just have this group of people up there that just pretty much do whatever they want to do based upon, you know, who's blackmailing him at the current time. <laughs> They're told what to do. That's what's going on. And then we have to understand that, you know, we're basically – this Ukrainian civil war has been going on for years. I mean they've been shelling the this regions are there with these, these these Russians for almost eight years. They've just killed supposedly up to 40,000 of them just through shelling. This is something new. Russia just had enough of it and just wanted to free these people up. And now the whole world has come against Russia, kind of like the whole world came against Germany for World War II, isn't it? You know, Germany wanted their land back that had been taken away from them from the Versailles Treaty. Is this, like, is this Act Two for that? And they wanted their land back that was taken and given to Poland. They wanted their land back and taken and given to France. They wanted their land back that was taken and given to Czechoslovakia. And Hitler wanted the land back. And he basically started World War II supposedly for Lebensraum, which is what he wrote in his second book, the unfinished book. And this is this is where we find ourselves now. We have Russia coming in and saying, "Hey, we want you know these people to be free. They were part of the Soviet Union, but you know the United States has to jump into the middle of it now." Because our government is so utterly and completely control, controlled by organized crime. I mean, if you look at Hunter Biden's laptop and you see all the filth that's on there, but nothing ever gets done with it. You know, we have all these people out here that are working through the Exchange Stability Fund, through the, you know, CIA. 
you know, this all started when Lucky Luciano basically was brought into the government, started working with the government when the USS Normandy was sunk at its pier in New York Harbor. We've talked about this in depth. And these mafiosa groups got huge grips on the federal government, and, and this is what's happened. And now they've come in now with their bloodline families and they've and the, the Rothschild groups, and they, they bought up all of these different corporations. And you have Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street pretty much run the world. And they've decided they want to defund the police. This makes organized crime work a lot more, you know, efficiently when you're, you know, basically in cohorts with the criminals and the police are no longer there. They want to change social services. They want to take your children away so they can do more, how should I say, you know, child trafficking. They want to use contract tracing so they know every movement that you make. Then they want to militarize the police. They want to bring, militarize the police. They want to bring independent contractors, the military contractors into the United States as police. You know, we saw this happen after several hurricanes. They brought some military contractors in. And then you have all these things that are happening with the second wave that they've hit us with. You know, now they're putting in a 5G system. They're basically completing that. They're putting up the Starlink satellites to hit the whole, the whole world with 5G, which is kind of getting Elon Musk. And then you have to use the 5G to roll out robotics from the factories, driverless cars. You know, you, you'd have to have massive bandwidth. They've got to use the chemtrails to increase the amount of energy in the atmosphere so they can be more more conductive. And plus, it destroys farmland like crazy because of the aluminum toxicity. They don't care about that. You have to have, have, have the second wave with these COVID shots now to cover up, you know, what they're going to do with the 5G and how debilitating it's going to be to people's health. Plus, they're also using these these COVID shots to cause all kinds of problems, including now people are going blind because of the vascular damage to the eyeball, you know, to the eye itself. They're going blind. And so we have this group of people out there that are running the planet that are only run, running the planet through greed. They never have enough. It's their father, Lucifer, who runs it for them. And this is who he is and who he was and who he's always been. He's a liar, father of lies, and he's just a greedy, you know, nightmare fallen angel that wants everything and wants to destroy everything God made. You know, they control the prostitution. They control organ trafficking, child abduction. They could destroy. They have destroyed our borders and allowed unfettered immigration into the United States to destroy the to destroy the demographics of the once great United States to bring people in who all they want are social welfare programs. The human trafficking across the border is unbelievable. Look at the gambling now. You know, with sports and in college football and all the things they've been doing. Now. That's all controlled by organized crime. Then the drugs that are being brought across the Mexican border and flown in with C-130 transport planes. That's everywhere now. We're having that now all over the world from Afghanistan and now with fentanyl. Let's not forget Big Pharma and the opiates and the Purdue and Sackler group that basically allowed, what, 65, 70 million people now to get addicted to opiates, and which you can't even run an ad now in the newspaper and online or anywhere and try to get people to apply for a simple job. They don't exist. They're all hooked on drugs. And let us not forget the fluoride and the aluminum and the mercury they put into the injections and all the stuff they put into the water supply or the toxic vaccines. This goes on. Or Bill Gates buying up a quarter of a million acres in farmland or the bank mergers that are everywhere, bringing everybody under the control of State Street, Black Rocket, Vanguard. And let us certainly not forget what Austin mentioned about the Federal Reserve because that was 100 years ago. They did all that, and they basically have destroyed the country through fiat currency. You know, here's the thing. As for me and you guys in Austin, you know, we don't believe in a one-world government or a one-world dictatorship or a planetary hegemony or homogeneity, homogeneity in one-size-fits-all is decided by a self-appointed top-down global group of cabalist capitalist mega-rich weirdos. You know, we have other values. 
you know, far older and far newer than theirs because, you know, our values are timeless, representing Christianity, continuity, talking about eternity with God. We have a spiritual identity. We have personal, familial, and a national identity because we believe that all the really important things are higher than money. We're not completely controlled by greed. We believe in civilization values and having a culture, a Christian value in the United States, cultural traditions. we got Christmas. we got Easter. we got birthday parties. we got New Year's celebration. We have all these things. We have historical memory of what we did in 1776 and how we fought the British. What happened in the Civil War and the horror of that, we know all of it. We know what it took to be here in the United States. We believe in humanity. We believe in human beings, not to be merged with machines. We have truth and national sovereignty, social justice, and you know we have prosperity for all, and we want to protect civil law, and we want to protect the rule of law. Yet these are all higher values than their Kabbalist, Luciferian capital, or their mammon, their filthy lucre, in which they base their whole way of life. <laughs> That's why we will not fly the man, the made-up flag of a made-up country, which exists only as an excuse for the self-justification of these money-lusting global Kabbalist tyrants. That's what they are. And the sad part about all of this is that when we stop and we look at what's going on with all of these weirdos, we start to see the same common denominator. They want to have complete and total control, hegemony over the entire planet through their Kabbalist, Luciferian, Black Street, Vanguard, and State Street. You know, we talked about the giant computer systems they use for these algorithms that they buy up all of the stock. And now the stock market and the bond market are both in a free fall because why? Because they want to buy up more stuff. It's always about what they want to buy, what they want to control. And, you know, now we have the new control food systems now in place. And basically this Kabbalist group of Luciferians that run BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, we can't really stop them anymore at accelerating their control because now they control the food supply. We have indoor vertical farming industry. That was that's valued at 5.5 billion in 2020 is projected to reach 19 billion by 2026. They want to bring us into large mega cities in which they were going to feed us for these groups of farmers that are using this vertical farming. You know, and some people ask the question, how has this happened? Why has this happened? Well, the food industry is already monopolized by 10 companies, the majority of which include Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street as its top shareholders. We already know that. And what happens when they control all of the seeds, all of the produce, and all of the meat? Look at all the chickens they've killed. What happens when produce and meat are all grown inside of secured facilities in a gene splicer inside a Petri dish? And the farmland becomes dormant due to overreaching regulations and a lack of supplies and manufactured inflation. And we have to realize back in 2014, the Obama administration and Congress established the Foundation for Food and Agricultural Research through the Farm Bill, which ultimately created a nonprofit organization outside of the government. Of course, it is outside of the government. can't be controlled with a $200 million kickoff from taxpayer dollars. Of course, they did. An initial millions of support for Bill Gates, you know, in the USDA Secretary Vilsack. He, you know, he announced its creation on 23rd of July 2014, stating they were appointing a 15-member board directors, which unsurprisingly included Deputy Secretary Robert Horsch, of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, surprise, surprise, and high-ranking employees from Cargill and Aspen Institute, among others. And the new foundation would leverage public and private resources to increase the scientific and technological research, innovation, and partnerships critical to boosting America's agricultural economy. All of this stuff was set up together to control the food supply. You know, and then once, once the future of food through vertical farming took root by August 2020, Monsanto, <laughs> Roundup producer, 
killer of millions through Roundup and all of the stuff they've done. And now it's called Monsanto Bear. And Singapore's sovereign fund, Temensky, launched a $30 million startup called Unfold, which develops new vegetables and seed varieties tailored to vertical farms. Now they're developing all kinds of stuff down here with Florida in, in our area because of what they've done to the citrus crops with the aluminum toxicity. Of now we have new citrus plants that are basically aluminum tolerant. <laughs> it's hard to believe they actually can do this stuff, but they do. Then you got to look at all these plants that just went up in flames. They're burning. They're burning manufacturing facilities and processing plants. Azure Standard Foods has been burned. Bonanza Meat Company, Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill, Delhi Star, East Conway Beef and Pork, General Mills, Idaho's Gem State Processing Facility, JBS, Lewis Dreyfus Company, largest soybean processing and biodiesel plant in the country, Made Right Steak Company, Maricopa Food Pantry. This goes on and on. And on. I'm gonna stop. It's just on and on. And so now we begin to realize that they're actually shutting down facilities that manufacture food for the masses, and they want to basically control us through food. You know, Austin and I have talked about this repeatedly over the years, that when you're hungry enough and your family's starving and your children need food, that what are you going to do? They're going to show up in a school bus. They're going to say, oh, we're going to take you to the uh, FEMA facility. We have plenty of food, plenty of fresh water, plenty of medical supplies there. Hop on the bus, but, you know, when you get there, we're going to put you through a metal detector. Make sure you're not carrying any guns or ammunition or any type of self-defense protocol, and you're going to go inside and live with the masses. Well, you know, they have all kinds of ghost cities in China, don't they? Huge cities they develop with nobody living in them. Is that what going to do in China, too, is bring all these people back into these ghost cities and start letting them live there and have vertical farming integrations and feed the people there, the masses? Look at the container shortage we got right now that we have right now in the United States and globally and how these ships are lined up outside of Shanghai and outside of China, you know, by the hundreds, if not by the thousands, and waiting for, you know, the ability to go in and pick up their supplies as they've shut down the entire economy in China once again because of, quote-unquote, of their COVID surge. It never ends, guys. And it's always the same group of Kabbalist, Luciferians, synagogue of Satan, weirdos, the blood-drinking lowlife that run this planet, this fallen angel group that controls everything through these proxies they use that's doing this. And for some reason, you know, everybody wants to call them, like I talked about last week, everybody wants to call them globalists or want to call them them. But I've already told you who they are. And, and this is the same group that's always done this, the same group that wants their old world order back where they can have human sacrifices out in the open and nobody seems to care. They've already killed 50, 60, 70 million babies in this country. We talked about that a few days ago. And it never seems to end. And now they're going to give us more obfuscation, more fodder for the masses, and saying we're going to argue now about Roe v. Wade because more riots in the streets. Mind you on this, if they start, if they lift Roe v. Wade, if this really happens in July, they're going to have massive, massive protests and riots all over the United States by these liberal groups who want to kill each other. Oh, well, that's right. I, I said that correctly, right? They love to kill each other with abortion. <laughs> that's what they do. Even this Roe v. Wade, the, the original woman who brought the Supreme Court wanted to abort her baby. That was the whole deal. Well, the, by the time the court ruled, the baby was two and a half years old. She had already given it up for adoption. And all of a sudden, a few years later, she supposedly was given hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically change her mind about Roe v. Wade as far as the person who pushed it through the court. And, the, and what ended up happening is this she wanted to have a relationship with her daughter that she wanted to abort. And the daughter says, absolutely not. You've not earned that right. <laughs> Heck, you wanted to kill me. And now you're, you want to have a relationship with me? Gosh, these guys are so controlled, and this whole story is so contrived. It's all about destroying the nuclear family in the United States and destroying the once great Christian nation that we had under God who worshipped Jesus Christ in aggregate. That's what it is. You know, I go to a North Carolina sometimes. I've got a little place up there 
We've got a little four or 500, six square foot little guest quarters we have. And it's funny to me. I go to local farm and garden community there and pretty every once in a while we go to the farmer's market on, on the weekend and it's so nice nobody's having to walk through metal detectors <laughs> it's like being in 1950 with you know with opie and andy <laughs> it's, it's like being back in mayberry and, no, and nobody's having a you know posture and and be rude everybody you know goes to church on a regular basis up there it's like one of the most religious counties you know in the entire part of north carolina and you sit back and you look at it and you go Wow, we've lost all this. We had all this. And because of these Kabbalist Luciferians coming in and destroying the culture of the United States because they hate Jesus so much that they want to bring us back into the riffraff of Chicago. When you walk in and you don't know if you're going to make it out alive, you go to buy groceries in some of these areas. You're going to get shot walking down the street. You think, what happened? Well, it's these guys. It's always these guys, the same guys who took down Building 7. It's the same group. It's always the same group, and when we understand that, it starts to make sense. That's why we, as Christians, have to do what it says in Ephesians. We've got to stand our ground. You know, they're not. They want us to walk down. They want us to go down the hallway of of senile dementia, I guess, with all the drugs they're giving us, and walk quietly, quietly into our death. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue to fight this, just like you guys are. You will be listening to the show all the days of your life. We're going to continue to proclaim the glory of Jesus Christ as Lord, and we'll continue to worship Him. And continue to read our Bibles and continue to pray. I prayed for you guys this morning because we're going to stand against all of this to the best of our abilities all the days of our life. That's all we can do at this point. At this point, they have so taken over the farmland, so taken control of our government through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, through Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad. Don't forget that by the blackmailing of our politicians and our judges and our judiciary, that they have complete and total control. Ask James Trafficking about that. Watch him on video. He's dead now, but gosh, that guy tried to change it. He really did. They put him in prison for seven years because they were trying to put Ivan the Terrible away, and they had the wrong Ivan the Terrible, and he had to go to Israel and get him released. And they went nuts against him and ended up putting him in prison. Watch the videos in which he talks about this stuff in depth. It's all online still. And realize that the same group of Kabbalists that run... The international banking cartels are doing all of this. And that's why we have to stand against all of it to the best of our abilities all the days of our life. Listen to yesterday's show. Listen to the blood of what I talk about, what Jesus did on the cross, and how powerful the blood of Christ is. That was a show of shows yesterday. You guys need to listen to that because we talked about the Most High God and what he did for all of us. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're exactly right. And I mean, and you always have to look at the background with a lot of this stuff, but the numerology, as weird as it is, it gives you an indication and kind of an idea and eye-opener on what they're always starting to do. Like, for example, this whole bill they passed with this whole money going to Ukraine, $33 billion. Why, now, why'd they pick 33? Hmm? Why'd they pick 33? They picked 32? Or 34? Oh, kind of like when they came out and they arbitrarily said, oh, you have to stand six feet apart. You have to stand six feet on the floor here and six feet from the person in front of you here, six feet when you walk over to the register. And I told you everybody, it was the number, six, 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 every time you walk in the door. Six on the floor, six on the wall, six on the door. Okay, well, that's not strange. Why not five feet? Why not seven feet? Why not ten feet? Since we're just coming up with made, random made-up numbers. And then they came out later on, like a year, year and a half later. They came out and they said, well, we're t- there's actually zero scientific evidence that standing six feet away from somebody stops the spread of a virus. 
just basically just a made-up number the scientists came up with. It wasn't a made-up number. He specifically did it on purpose. That's why the CDC mandated that they had to have listings everywhere and signs everywhere telling everybody there's a big number six on them. This is what they constantly do. And once you start realizing and digging into it, it's so hard not to see it. To be honest with you, it's like impossible not to see it. And Dad's exactly right what he talked about earlier with these these food plant, food factory fires. There's another one. Somebody sent me an article. It happened in Chesapeake Bay at another Purdue Farms processing facility in Virginia. And this one happened over on Saturday in the middle of the night again. Like 9 o'clock, a plant operator acknowledged and verified there was a fire at the location. All the employees were evacuated, and it found a soybean processing tank with flame basically going through the top. Just another one. It's like, like the 17th or 18th facility in the last, what, three months now has basically been burning. Isn't it odd It just doesn't normally occur this often? Well, yeah. The reason why is they're intentionally trying to do a huge short on the food market. I had another phone call again yesterday. And they're telling me now that basically that the food bucket place, the meat buckets, the 15-year shelf life dehydrated meat buckets that we have, they're going to be going up around another 20 to 25 percent. That basically the egg buckets have already doubled in price, literally doubled, doubled. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? That's the rep. And he's like, dude, we can't get anything without paying absorbent prices now to fill these buckets. He said everything's going through the roof. He said especially poultry and chicken now and eggs. He said they're they're expecting the forecasters are expecting by the summer for this stuff to be you know some places ten dollars for a dozen of organic eggs. He goes the prices are obscene. He said but it's happening. And I told him I said well this is what I figured they were going to eventually do. I said I've I've warned about this for about ten fifteen years well, about ten twelve years. I started talking about this and you know I thought about it. I looked at it. I researched it and I realized dude there's going to be something that happens with food because all you have to do is look back at history. Every single time you look at a tyrannical government that tries to take over countries or its own country, every single time the base that it boils down to is food. Soldiers can't function and fight without food. Families and civilians can't live and stay alive without food. People will do anything they have to at a certain point to get food, especially like that. So it involves your loved ones and your young ones. And that's why so many people I know now, even over the past couple of years, they've already been kind of getting ready for this. Because if you have a self-sufficient area and you got some people that know how to grow at least a moderately small amount of food, even in their backyards, and you got avocados and you know with good healthy fats and certain things that you can grow in your area – even citrus, and you got some backup food buckets or meat buckets on hand, and everybody kind of works in a community fashion like we used to, like this country was built on with people supporting and working and helping one another, you could go in and keep things pretty sustained if everybody pulls the cart. And now that's the big giant lie that they keep pushing with this socialist communistic ideology is they want to say, oh, we all need to do this as a community. We all need to work together, but nobody really needs to work. Everybody just needs to have free health care and free child care and free college and free everything. Well, the problem is nobody's told these morons that nothing's free in life. It takes work. It takes hours. It takes time. It takes energy to produce things. That's why I have such a – I'm so diametrically opposed to these stinking, unbelievably greedy bankers that are the show. Now, I'm not saying all bankers are greedy. I'm not saying that at all, so don't quote me on that. But these ones that are running the show at the top, I mean, you got BlackRock, $10 trillion asset handling, more than the Federal Reserve, and nobody thinks it's strange when they go in and start buying up companies 
They start owning 20, 30, 40% of the stock holdings. $10 trillion asset sheet. You kidding me? But then they want to turn around. It's funny. A guy made a comment to me the other day. We were talking. We were going back and forth on it. He said, you know what's interesting, Austin? He goes, if an 18-year-old with you know moderately okay credit, they've been building their credit for like say six months to a year or something like that, 18, 19 years old, and they want to go apply for a $10,000 small business loan to start up a business. He said, it's virtually impossible to get an open business loan from a bank for $10,000 being that young of age. He said, but that same kid can say, I want to go major in underwater basket weaving or social justice, and I want to go to a four-year degree to college, and I need thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year in college. And the school and the the student loan boards and all these guys will go, oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, bud, here's a blank check for $40,000 a year for whatever you need. Just go ahead and make sure you pay your tuition with it, and you keep the rest. And don't worry about paying it back for right now. You'll deal with that when you get out of college and you're making all this money with your liberal arts degree and underwater basket weaving and social justice support. You'll make all that money back. So don't worry about it. Just sign the note. We'll give you the money. And by the way, just as a little asterisk at the bottom you can't bankrupt student loans yeah i just want to let you know that but it's fine sign the note why is that well it's because the bankers love to entrench people with debt this is why they have fractional reserve banking a lot of people don't realize that you can take the money that's in a bank if you're a bank and you can loan fractional reserve lending 40 to 1 which means say you have a depositor and you have a very wealthy depositor that deposits a million dollars in cash that's his hard-earned works. He's paid taxes on it. It's his life savings. He's got a million dollars in cash, and he puts it in your bank. And you go, well, guess what? I need to pay him some interest on that money, but I also need to make money off his money. He's not going to touch it right now, so I'm going to tell him he's got to lock it into a CD. So he's going to lock it into a CD for two years, and I'm going to pay him a whopping you know, 2 or 3% back on his million dollars, right? So I'm, I'm going to be real generous. I'm going to offer him that back on his million dollars. But now, because I have a million dollars in straight cash capital in my bank, I can now loan 40 to 1 off that cash holdings. So I now can loan out $40 million in mortgages or whatever else I want to loan out on it, 4, 5, 6, 7% interest on $40 million, and I'll make sure he gets his you know 2% back. So you now have a bank that's making – Insane amounts of interest off $40 million in loans, off $1 million that a depositor has in their banking account. You produce nothing. You made nothing as a banker. You generated nothing tangible. You did not build anything. You produced nothing positive for society. All you did was play money magic, and you've now charged people interest off money you loaned them that you didn't have, that you don't own because somebody had a million dollars in their bank account. That's fractional reserve lending, and that's what every single bank does. This is why you see the massive amount of debts that start to occur. This is why you start to see then, – then you get into derivatives. I'm not going to get into that, derivative swaps. This is what happened in 2007 with the doggone housing crash when all this stuff started to come down because they were doing this on a whole nother level. Once you start realizing what the bankers do, you start understanding why the Federal Reserve was put into place because they had to have these bankers control it. This is why that once they got it in there, it was pretty much the demise of the United States, and that's why we've constantly said the only way to get the country back is to dissolve the Federal Reserve. This is why Ron Paul was so 
adamant about this, and he was so vocal about auditing the Fed. Then again, until this happens, there's not much to pull back on. But now what we can still do is go work locally with communities and with, with local congressional members and local Senate and state and make sure you can at least try to run your state and have it the best you possibly can make it and the freest you can possibly make it and the strongest you can possibly make it and continue to stay hedged against the banking cartel. That's why you talk to so many people, and you want to, once people get out of the system, so to speak, and they start basically stop living in so much debt that's so burdensome, they start realizing how much more relaxing it is when you're not really working on, on trying to make sure your house doesn't get foreclosed on or you basically aren't worrying about having all of your vehicles repossessed because a lot of times what people do is they go massively extending far what they can afford. And I'm not saying all debt's bad because sometimes you have to have some debt in order to grow certain things or you may need it to basically get certain things or generate more cash flow. I get that. But make sure you stay within your means of controlled debt and don't let it get out of control. That's why they're now saying that credit card debt is at an all-time consumer high right now, higher than it's ever been in the United States. Well, why is that? Well, it's because a lot of people now, because of inflation, aren't able to afford a lot of stuff, but they still have to maintain their lifestyle. And so they're continually running up more and more and more and more credit cards. This is a problem that's going to come home to roost pretty soon, especially when you start seeing the interest rates go up. You start seeing these credit cards start hitting 20, 25, 29% interest on some of these cards when they start maxing out. And people start, well, I can't pay that. You know, a lot of people don't realize that I mean, these credit cards, these revolving credit limits on here with these revolving interest loans, dude, they absolutely will rip you off if you allow to do it. That's why I told people before, if you have to use a credit card for a specific reason and you have to use it and basically run up a balance on it, make sure you're getting something with a 0% APR interest loan and basically utilize it, time it, budget it, and make sure it's paid back. That is one of the most effective things you can do, and that's one of the best things you can do to really stick it back to the bankers. I'm telling you that right now because once you're talking about taking a five dollars or $10,000 loan, it's 0% interest, and then once you pay the car back off and you've paid zero interest on it, you put it in your safe. You leave it as basically a, you know, a, a card that they back up there. And then if you need another card, you can get another one a year or two later and get one with 0% interest on it. And you float it, and you continually make sure it's paid down as much as you can. You make sure it's paid off at the end of the zero APR percent cycle. You pay zero interest on it. They hate people to do that. They hate it because they're actually now lending you money that you're floating that they're not making a single penny on. And if you get a high one that basically allows you to get cash back or points redemption where you can go in and stay in hotels for free or stay in – flights for free or get cash back for free, now the card's actually making you money while costing you zero interest. That's a hack that a lot of people don't talk about. And this is why it's so important. You have to teach your kids how to make sure they can stay financially strong. This is why they don't talk about this in the schools. This is why they don't have financial classes in schools that actually talk about real-world events. So it's important. You've got to keep your mind right and stay strong with what you need to do and do your own research and think outside the box, my friends. There's usually always another option to something. You just have to look at it from a different angle. That's why I said this morning. It's ironic now. We're bringing this up 50 years later with this Roe versus Wade, and now we suddenly leak this document suddenly which doesn't happen by the way Supreme Court votes and documents don't just get leaked accidentally now suddenly it's this huge brouhaha while at the same time we're giving $33 billion to Ukraine and setting up a whole nightmarish 
amount of things that we're going to start doing around the globe with this giant administration that has showed us very clearly they're a full-blown communist dictatorship and they do not believe in the rule of law. Always look at every angle and always think outside the box, my friends. What do you think, Deb? Well, very, very good summary. I, I think you're right. I mean, it's like I've said in my first segment, this is all organized crime. It's the, the whole planet has been under control of the mafiosa satanic groups for hundreds of years, honestly, since, you know, with the Federal Reserve and everything else. I mean, I went to the, uh, my son, my youngest son, Harrison, also I went up to the graduation for his law school at Florida State this weekend. And, uh, he now he's got to study for the bar for the next three months. And the, the, they brought this absolutely ludicrous person in who was giving the keynote address for the, for the graduation. The guy was a judge. He was horrible, horrible. He talks about Ferdinand the Bull, a little bedtime story for little children. They don't bother to tell you that Ferdinand the Bull smelled the flowers, but Ferdinand the Bull was going into the ring in Madrid, and all the bulls are going to the Madrid ring all have the same outcome. There's steak later on that day. That's just how it works there. And, and, and the thing about it is he was also quoting Obama. Ugh! And it was so crazy because there were so many people there that are so liberal. There were still a whole bunch of people, including graduates, who were wearing masks. And they had the doggone seating set up six feet apart for proper social distancing for the kids who were graduating. It was so nauseating. And this is the state of Florida where Governor DeSantis has basically decided to, you know, to yank everybody's tight, you know, yank everybody tight as far as this COVID nonsense. But these liberals, these academicians, we called them when I was in college, these people had never left the ivory tower like that judge. They're, they would be useless in the real world, but because of their credentials or where they got their PhDs or whatever they did, they're put in the positions of power and authority with absolutely no fischtunt. They're not phenomenal. They have no common sense. They have no reasoning skills for the German translation of that, and they're put in the positions of power. And then they give keynote addresses to our, our college students. I, I sat back there, and I kind of shook my head, and I even told Austin, I kind of wish I'd have sent Harrison to a Christian law school. The problem is they're ranked so low as far as law schools that you know, he did not want to go to those. But the sad part about it is, is that, you know, where's the value? Where did they talk about the value of doing us right? Where did they talk about the value of the rule of law? When did anybody ever mention Jesus? And then they had some woman there who was doing most of the presentation. I guess she must be the dean of the college of law. I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to. She was so mean. It was unbelievable. I mean, you look at her. She's like, oh, my gosh. Is she going to come and start screaming at everybody? I mean, it's just a weirdo group of people. And I'm really happy Harris was out of that environment now. I really am. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with with his degrees and what he what he's learned. But again, he got a degree in which he can get licensed as an attorney now, and he'll be a Christian attorney. He's a very strong Christian, and hopefully he'll be able to you know do something inside that legal profession from a correct standpoint that's going to be legal, and he's going to be a trendsetter with it. I hope and I pray. But again, go to college, like Austin said earlier. Now they're forgiving student loans. It's going to be another inflationary cycle because now we, the people, have to pay for these students who decided they took these crazy loans out. They don't want to pay them anymore. They can't pay them anymore. And now the people have to hit it and you know take the bite, and the taxpayers' dollars have to do it. It's all staged. It's all staged to put all of these kids, and only a small amount of kids are going to get that. The vast majority of the people out there who took out college loans don't even use their degrees. I think it's over 80%, 88%. Only the ones that got, like I said, they became credentialed and they could be an engineer or a doctor or an attorney or, or whatever, a school teacher, anything they could do to get licensed as a professional and use the degree. Otherwise, college education for these different courses are just an, it's just an absolute waste of time. You're, you're really going to major in, as the old metaphor goes, underwater basket weaving and think you're going to get a job. It doesn't work that way. It simply never has worked that way. And the problem is a lot of these kids come out with absolutely no experience. 
a lot of them have high GPAs and they have no ability to think outside of the ivory tower. And I won't give them credit. A lot of these guys will stay. They realize that they stay in the ivory tower complex and they get their PhDs and they continue to teach at the university systems with never having acquired any real world experience. And that's sad because then they bring this quote unquote stymied ivory league experience to their students thinking they can tell everybody how to run a business. You know, they, they, when I was in the MBA program, nobody ever talked about taking out the trash. Hmm? What, what, what do you mean, Ted? Somebody's got to empty the garbage cans. Either you're going to do it or you're going to pay somebody to do it. I can guarantee you when you first start your business, you're emptying your own garbage cans. Nobody talked about having to work 100-hour work weeks to get started in business. Nobody talked about any of that stuff. No one talked about all of these crazy laws and regulations by the government trying to keep you from being in business. No one ever talked about any of that either. They talk about going into an existing corporation and learning how to run spreadsheets and how to do cost-benefit analysis and break-even analysis. That's pretty much all the MBA program was, learning how to read financial spreadsheets and learning how to make, quote-unquote, decisions on the numbers. But, you know, what happens to the numbers when they don't really work anymore, when you have complete change in the economy, when everything goes to an internet-based economy? And I have a friend of mine who's a car dealership. He's one of the top people there. And he told me that what General Motors and the rest of these people are trying to do now is they're trying to follow the Tesla model in which you put your order in online and they have a delivering dealer at a service center and nobody else carries the product or carries the cars and inventory anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. What happened to all the dealers? What happened to all of the dealers and all of the money and all the infrastructure they have put in? Well, they don't want to do that anymore. They want everything centralized through their central hubs. And, and this is what they do to everybody, isn't it? They try to control everything. Now, real quick question to you guys. How many of you remember Naomi Judd? I knew her. I've got a photo of her on the wall. And let me just share something with you. I, I know her well. I did multiple seminars with her back in the 90s. Well, she's committed suicide at the age of 76. She's a hardcore liberal, as are her daughters. Hardcore liberal. She always, you know, everybody always thinks country music singers are, you know, are, are Christians and they love Jesus. You know, I don't know about her being a Christian or loving Jesus, but I can tell you one thing. Her daughters are really hardcore liberals, feminists. I remember, uh, just to mention her, not in, not to be too much, not to tear into her too much. I remember she wouldn't even come out and associate with us, you know, with the other speakers. She went into this giant arena. We were like in a stadium with one of our seminars we did with her. And I'll never forget. She sat in her car in the stadium. This is inside. This is a closed arena with the motor running, pumping out carbon monoxide for a full hour because she didn't want to have to associate with the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, I met some crazy folks on my, my days at the seminar circuit, but my condolences to her family because uh, I'm sure nobody would ever want to have somebody commit suicide in their family and how awful that must be. But, guys, also BlackRock. And Vanguard, you got to just keep praying these guys get exposed because now we even have American Airlines captain is blaming this heart attack that he had after landing on COVID vaccines. You know, we read about that and people thought it was, it was real or not, but it was real. American captains, American Airlines captain Robert Bob Snow went into cardiac arrest minutes after landing in Dallas, Texas on April the 9th, 2022. His career is over. Over 200 passengers on the flight were in danger. Captain Snow said his heart attack resulted from taking the COVID injection. He said he took it under duress as the employer threatened to fire him if he refused. Josh Yoder of the U.S. Freedom Flyer says the FFA airlines, the FFA, the airlines, and the unions are reluctant to take safety precautions to help other pilots who may have also had COVID vaccine injuries and to stave off potential pilot catastrophes because it would be an admission of liability. I remember my sister when she was in medical school. They taught her, if you ever make a mistake, you never admit to it. Because if somebody dies, because what well, you did, you don't admit to it. Because all you're going to do is get the hospital sued and get you sued. 
No one ever makes mistakes. <laughs> it's always, it's always like we did the right thing and we're standing by it. And it's sad to me because all these people are having all of these horrible, horrible problems. They really are. Well, by the way, the FDA approved remdesivir based on a trial in which three out of 53 children died. This is insane. It's like a 6% death rate. Remdesivir has now been approved by the FDA in children. We talked about that last month. And baby is young. It's 28 days old, weighing as little as six pounds. These people, they're going to all rot in hell, by the way, who do this. They know that and do this on purpose. Gilead, the manufacturer of this Remdesivir developed at Fort Detrick as a bioweapon to basically combat Ebola, I guess, was, has performed its human clinical trial use on only 53 children, of which three died, Dr. Merrill Nass said. Over 70% of these children, over 70% or about 35 of these children had adverse reactions. 21%, about 10 of them, had serious adverse effects, and three of these children died, about 6%. Because there was no control group, it is unclear how either Gilead or the FDA determined that the drug benefited children because there is nothing to compare it to. The drug received approval quickly, which may be due to Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy, Infectious Diseases, and the U.S. Army's both receiving a portion of the royalties for the drug. You can't even make this stuff up. It's all about eugenics and killing the population of the planet and getting rid of the indigenous population of the United States. That's why they're bringing all of these immigrants into the United States and killing the people that have been here for decades, if not hundreds of years, through their genetics. Wow. Guys, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. It doesn't matter what the news is. It doesn't make one bit of difference. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to keep that flag. Remember what the Bible says and what the song said. I remember we used to sing in the Lutheran church. Onward, Christian soldiers. We can do all things through Jesus with the cross of Jesus going on before. Listen to yesterday's show and what the blood means and what it did for us. Guys, I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, you're exactly right. That's spot on. And you have to continue to remember what we're here is, you know, to spread truth, spread freedom, talk about Christ, talk about what's really happening. You know, again, only thing bad men need to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And that's exactly what we've witnessed now for years in this country. That's why I've been so grossly disappointed with a lot of these pastors. They don't want to talk about anything. They don't want to bring up any topic. Don't want to ruffle any feathers. Don't want to get anybody offended. I'm telling you, the truth is going to offend people. 100% guarantee the truth is always going to offend a lot of people, actually, especially now. Because now this whole concept of truth and reality and laws of nature apparently just don't exist anymore. I was joking with them, but earlier we were texting back and forth, and I said, well, obviously they have to turn Roe versus Wade over now. I said, because women don't exist. There is no female anymore, so, and there's no male, so saying that, you know, um, women, well, female can have an abortion, well, you can't have that because females don't exist anymore. So you got to make sure that men and women can both have abortions now. So you got to rewrite this whole thing. Obviously, I was being extremely darkly sarcastic, but it's just the lunacy of what we've seen now is that the laws of nature suddenly just don't apply. But when you start talking about the truth and what people don't want to bring up and they don't want to hear because they don't like it because it doesn't go along with their perverted fantasy, oh, they get mad. They get big mad. But again, that's not my problem. Your reaction to the truth does not mean I have to filter myself and I have to lie. That's a concept that's eluded a lot of people now. Well, I get offended by that. It makes me feel upset. I need Play-Doh. i got to go sit in a safe space and touch a puppy because you're offending me. 
well, my intent is not to offend you. My intent is simply to speak the truth about what's currently going on in the world and how everybody needs to be aware of it, address it, and then plan accordingly on what you see fit to do. So again, my friends, continue to keep staying strong, keep up the fight, keep the resistance going. I mean, look at what we've been able to continue to do as far as the, the truth. I mean, you know they're getting scared and the communist regime when they have to start coming out with units from DHS is the disinformation boards to monitor what people are saying. You know they're getting scared because they wouldn't have to do that if everything was going in their favor. you got to think about that. So continue to keep raising little Americans. Keep raising little dragon slayers. Keep teaching and training your children on how to stand strong, how to protect others, how to stand up for freedom, what's right, my friends, because it is our responsibility as patriotic Christian Americans, to do that and lead by example of what we see going on right now. Thank you again, my friends, for supporting Health Masters. We couldn't do it without you, and I mean that sincerely. With everything that's happened, we've continued to maintain a small business model and keep everybody supported with high-quality supplements, food buckets, toothpaste, whatever you need. We try to make sure we have it for you, the highest quality available. So be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Be complex on sale last day of the Product of the Week sale. Check it out on the website. I appreciate you guys so much. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Russia's 10-week invasion of Ukraine has cost the lives of 3,000 civilians. USA Radio's Tim Burke leads off this hour. The United Nations made that announcement Monday, but the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights believes the actual number is much higher. Their figure shows at least another 3,000 have been hurt in the fighting.